All right, do it. Hype me up. Come on. Hype you up? Bring me in. Go. Go. Uh, he Flav the, Flav. the the man with the plan, the the critic with the most. What rhymes with critic? Wittick um, with the most. Wittick? I don't know. Riddick. <laughs> I wanted to do a flavor flavor thing. I can't do a flavor flavor thing. Why not? Because I'm not. I don't know. Like yeah, boy. Yeah, don't call it a comeback. We've literally done twenty of these, so <laughs> we've never gone anywhere. <laughs> these bits are like three thousand piece Lego sets. You know, when you get the oh, it's the executor. The Superstar Destroyer. Yeah. That's right. Executor, right? Or is it ex? No, it should be ex. I always thought it was weird that it wasn't Executor, but then I think at the last second, they were printing uh, on a Kenner toy box, and they're like, Executor? <laughs> executor? Like, executor? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But it's not kids, like, running around, you know, trying to execute each other. <laughs> I mean, isn't it really, even though we don't when call When you played it Jedis as a kid, did you try to stab and kill the other person, or were you trying to cut their hands off? Because that's the Jedi way. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I ever played Jedis as a kid, mm-hmm. but... Um... That's a really good question. Like, do you do you try to stab somebody or do you just cut their hands off? Well, that's the problem with having, you know, Leia, the strong female character in comparison to nothing. I guess she's the strongest. She could have no arms and she'd be the strongest female character uh-huh. in the original trilogy. Yeah. But she, who does she kill? Jabba the Hutt. I guess she kills some random stormtroopers. Yeah, but, sure. And Jabba the Hutt, he don't, he don't go anywhere. He's a puppet that eats other puppets. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, nobody's going to sit still and, and play Jabba the Hutt while you strangle them with a shoelace or something like that on the playground. No, nobody's So there's not gonna... a lot for Princess Leia to do, except uh, whoever's playing her, except to just stand inside and go, it's great, you're doing great. Do, do some quips, yeah. <laughs> do some quips. Yeah. I bet you were fast with the quips on the oh, playground. Oh, stop. Just, Hot. Yeah, because I'm so fast with them now. So, you know, I, as a kid, I was just... Why did it take him so long to invent the rubber wood chips? That's a thing. Yeah. You and I didn't have them. I didn't know that was a thing. And I, I don't spend a lot of time on playgrounds. <laughs> but, but you know, when I, even when I was um, working in the child care industry, yeah. and I also I was working in the educational industry as well, um, they're, uh, they, yeah, they have uh, you know, rubber chips. Huh. So they're like black or brown, and they're okay. just, you know, ground up tires, basically. Oh, sure. you know, Earth Day. That's how we got it, probably. Oh. And, uh, you know, they're no better or worse. Actually, they are better, and I'll tell you why. First of all, if you fall two stories off the jungle gym, yeah. it's it's springy. Bounty. Although I will say that those little pebbles yeah. that they had, yeah. those are pretty absorbent, too. I took quite a few spills into those. Yeah. But then you come back into the classroom, and you, you know, the teacher grabs you by your ankles and goes, and just... You know, you got I think whole I had rocks in my pocket. shoes pretty yeah. Con- often. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, if you fall on those, I mean, I guess, like you said, although fairly absorbent, if you fall on your knees, it kind of sucks, you know. I'm a little boy. I got uh, slacks on. You have oh. a, you know, little skirt and patent leather shoes. Or shorts or something like that. It's not going to hurt me. Although I've busted through uh, more than a few uh, pants knees in my my day as well. Did you really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Come on with a lot of... 
roughhousing outside or something. Yeah, and I don't know how long, you know, the. I feel like in the 70s you could slap a polka dot uh, patch on that and you're just like, just a rambling kid, you know what I mean? Sure. Like it's, uh, it all fits into the, <laughs> just the whole sort of uh, sartorial milieu of the decade. Uh-huh. But uh, I don't know when that, that started to fade. It's a good... Maybe when everybody mm-hmm. had like nylon track pants. Like once you go through nylon, there's not a lot you can really do about you it. You can't really fix those. No. That's true. Yeah. That's not something you can really fix. I I I definitely had um some jean holes like like in knees like patched though as a kid. Sure. You know. Oshkosh bagosh. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. From See? Wisconsin. And that was five minutes. We can talk about anything. We can. So uh, if, if you're out there and you need somebody who can talk about anything for at least five minutes. <laughs> and I had more. I had hip pocket full of rocks. Little pebbles. Ready to go. But we're going to talk about movies instead today on Co-Videos. And we're talking about two unique picks um, that have nothing really to do with each other. Except they both no. involve uh, crime. And uh, I guess we're going to go with yours first by the draw. What was your film? My film is uh, Scarface. Uh, Mm. And Howard Hawks. Yeah, I I got to be honest with you. Like, I I, I didn't know. I mean, I knew, obviously, I knew that Al Pacino was the star. Yes. uh, But I didn't know a whole lot about this film, like, going into it. Like, uh, you know, it was directed by Brian De Palma. I, I saw that when we watched it, oh, that but the I didn't. The script was written by Oliver Stone. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> Is it crazy? Well, maybe it's not crazy, but I didn't. I didn't know that beforehand. I, I all I knew is that he was some sort of like he was involved with crime, and uh, and then at the end he has like a, a machine gun, and he says, "Say hello to my little friend," and <laughs> you know, and shoots a bunch of guys. That's all I knew. I, I had no idea of like. Why would we, I guess you wouldn't say it's the framing story. It's not a framing story, but I didn't know that, um, you know, that the the film takes that that they. Um, I'm not exactly sure what the actual um, event was called, but there was there in uh, Fidel Castro. I guess like allowed a bunch of in 1980. Uh, in 1980, about allowed a bunch of uh, people from Cuba to go to the United States, supposedly to reunite with family. But the film kind of suggests that maybe he was hoping to get rid of some of the criminals that were in Cuba as well. Well, well, whatever. I mean, that's what Oliver Stone's screenplay says. And this entire movie is like social common. Remember we learned about scare, scare quotes? Yes. Commentary. Yeah. And I don't know what the commentary is. And I've seen this movie a couple times. I've never really thought about it. And, of course, um, you know, recent events have thrust yeah. uh, immigrants and the things that they go through. Uh, and I'm sure some of them are really good people wow. uh, into the spotlight. Wow. <laughs> but this movie basically just casts them as uh, they're terrible. And uh, we shouldn't let them in because you're going to let in a maniac like Tony Montana. Who well, he is, is supposed maniac, to be sympathetic, but, but he, literally, he kills somebody in the first five minutes of the movie. And yeah. it's not. Yeah. And plus, it's, you know, just to drive the point home. You know, we go into the title card with uh, uh, footage of Castro. <laughs> it's like, come, come on. I mean, Oliver Stone is supposed to be like a woke guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. He's just a guy that's on shrooms all the time. But, like, he's supposed <laughs> to be like a woke guy. And this is just like a super cold take on U.S.-Cuban relations. I think even in 1980. Like, he's he's definitely got a 
an old dog-eared, you know, communist party card lying around somewhere, right? Yeah. Or not. I don't know. You know, I didn't... You watch Nixon, and he's very forgiving to Nixon. And you watch Mm. W... Actually, I haven't watched W, but I bet he's kind of forgiving to W. I haven't seen Nixon. While trying to criticize them, and it's like, well, which is it? Right. You know? You're not a libertarian, as far as I know. So what what are you, dude? (laughs) But anyway, he got his start, you know... Well, I mean, he... His first movie he directed, he also wrote, but he wrote a bunch of movies after that. Things like uh, Midnight Express and uh, Conan the Barbarian and, um, you know, other stuff. This. Right. Uh, and his first, like, big uh, big deal was uh, uh, Platoon. Okay. He was kind of off to the races after that. But. Sure. Um, oh, uh, sorry. So you, what? you You broke the rules and you did half of it, but I'll just do it real quick. Oh, Even sorry. quicker than I usually do. <laughs> Antonio Tony Montana is a Cuban refugee. That's what he claims. He's a political refugee, but maybe he's a thug. And I've been told that I, I we can't say thug anymore. That's what I've heard. So this is the only time I'll use it on this show, but I'd like to register a, a point of order. But anyway, uh, and he is here in America to make something of himself, but he is restricted by the fact that he is a Cuban immigrant with no education and was nothing. He was in the army. That's about it in Cuba. And nobody wants to um, to do, deal with him. Mm. And he makes his way into <laughs> Salieri. gets him into there are no. Uh, the guy that plays Manny is the only actual Hispanic person in this movie. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, but F. Mary Abraham gets him into the Coca game. And things go from there. And he wants the world and everything in it. And guess yeah. guess what happens to a character like that? Yeah, it blows up in his face. Well, he he or blows in the back of up. his head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So anyway, not a great message about immigrants. Uh, and I think I hate no. this movie now. <laughs> oh no, really? Um, wow. We're supposed to be able to talk about it. I know. It? I know. I. I what do you think? Of, all right, we'll break I, it down. We'll break okay, it down. Okay. Okay. What do you think of? Uh, what do you think of Al Pacino's performance as Tony Montana? I mean, it was fine. I, I couldn't understand him half of the time. <laughs> the audio mixing is not great on this film. No. Uh, yeah, that was like that's I don't know. Like we, it's not it's not very good. And Look, a lot of characters are speaking, you know, um, broken English sometimes, and they're mumbling. And so, yeah, it's tempted to put the subtitles on, but it's tempting. But it doesn't matter because half the words are the f word, and true also. This is like two and three quarter hour long. I know. I'm sorry. I put, I ch- chose another long one and I wasn't intentional. And as I guess as a college student. Oh, yeah. This movie was voted the uh, number one movie of all time by college dorm walls. But <laughs> as a college student, I never really, you know, you sit down and you go, yeah, well, it's, it's an important movie. It's long. It's real long. You know, you know, but now I'm watching it. And I'm like, every single scene is the longest version of this scene that you could do. It would be mm-hmm. real easy to go. All right, so we're going to have a deal or what? I don't know. Hey, Salieri, you go in that helicopter. Tell you what, I don't like that guy. Check that out. I'm hanging from a helicopter. What's it going to be? Hey, I don't break my balls, my word, for no one. (laughs) Done. Everything is like all the questions are asked three times. You know, the things that we already kind of understand. It's good to see Harris Eulin, but at this point, we get it, right? Harris Eulin is like a, I can't remember if he was a Fed or... I, just local police or, or whatever. Who, but who, who was that? The the cop. He's who, the cop who drinks the milk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He comes in to shake him down. We get it. We get what a shakedown is. Yeah. We've got more scenes to do. We got Mr. Peanut has to come out and do a dance. <laughs> R.I.P. Mr. Peanut. Oh. 
And you know what I mean? And like, yeah. but that's, we, we spend like a 35 minutes in the club. I know. <laughs> in that, that, that time that we go to the club. Yeah, I know. It's just so long. No, that's a really good point. Sorry. It doesn't need so, to be that uh, long. <laughs> I don't feel like it felt like it was long, but, uh, but I don't know that it really, it, it, yeah. You were shifting around a lot. Was I? Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like some movies you really feel like their length, like Magnolia was just excruciating. And I apologize (laughs) again for making you watch that. Um, But again, but uh, (laughs) uh, um, I don't know. Like I I, I liked a lot of the performances in this, although you did mention um, that the guy who plays Manny is like just about the only Hispanic actor in this. He's he's Cuban. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, like um, I mean, I think maybe some of the other minor characters might be um, Latinx, um, but like, yeah, I mean, so I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know if they uh, very few of them are. Okay. Well, I should say that Stephen Bauer, the guy that plays um, Manolo, is uh, he's um, Don Eladio on uh, Breaking Bad. I just. I just looked this up and I saw his face and yeah. I was like, "Wait, who did he? He was he was the assassin guy." No, 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 no. He's he's one of the one of the dons. He's on Better Call. Saul. I, mean, I think he I mean, he might have been in um, Breaking Bad, um, but he's yeah, like yeah, a big yeah. part of Better Call Saul. And yeah, he's like whenever they go to the the pool and no, and he's the main guy. He's the main guy that owns the house with the pool where Gus kills everybody. Spoilers. For you, I guess, because you don't remember any of this. So let's get back into it. Wait, so you got what? Al Pacino, right? Al Pacino, Italian. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Mastantonio, Italian. Yeah. Robert Loggia, Italian. Apparently, you can just swap in Italians for which uh, I don't think is for true. Latinx people. Yeah, and uh, F. Mary Abraham. <sighs> got to. I don't know what he is. <laughs> he's from Pittsburgh. Um, I think he's like Syrian or Middle Eastern or something, or at least uh, part. Huh. So it's just, you know, it's, it's, oh, oh speaking of Breaking Bad, Mark Margolis is, uh, the, you know, Shadow, the uh, assassin. He's like, you gotta get 30 meters or whatever. Uh, he said, ding, ding, ding. Uh, yeah, see, that's who I thought you were talking about. I was not. Okay. So I was thinking about him. So the guy who, who gets, who they, he shoots at the pool. Um, who does he play in this movie? It's not shot. He poisons everybody. He poisons everybody. Who 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 does he play in this movie? Manny. Manny? Yes. Oh, okay. Sorry. Now I'm now I'm clear. Good. That's okay. I don't really want to talk about the movie I picked either. Hey, Let's just I... talk about Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. <laughs> so I can't come back for another season. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Um. Anyway, we still haven't seen um the fifth season, but we'll get on it. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, okay. So anyway, um, I don't know. It's just the details. I had to take comfort in the details. Mm-hmm. Um, why am I... This is your movie. Why am I, I, I know. You? I... <laughs> I started off so good. <laughs> I mean, what do you, what do you, what do you want to... Come on. I mean, it's, okay. it's, it's, it's like horrific and a lot of really horrible things happen in it. Like, I think the stakes are set pretty early on when they go to this really bad... Drug job and drug job. Okay. Hey, I got a drug job. Okay, all right. 
they they're they're doing a deal and it it does not not only does it not go according to plan it goes just about as worse as it could possibly go and like the guy is freaking crazy People, I don't really... Everybody's seen Scarface. Uh, yeah, I know. What but I think like... is more interesting is what do you think about Tony Montana as a character? And what what is his arc? His arc is that he wants what he doesn't have, and then when he gets it, he's like, "Is this it?" And he's not satisfied. Yeah. Well, I'm not satisfied with that arc. No, I know, but. <laughs> That's basically what it is. And then he tries to drown himself in his sorrows on a literal mountain of cocaine. So. It was cocaine. I thought it was baker sugar. <laughs> oh, that makes so much more sense now. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't like this movie much. Really? Yeah, I mean, I don't think I ever, I only ever liked it because, you know, college dorm room walls, but. <laughs> There's a I can't believe I'm saying mm. this, but um, he made a Al Pacino made a um, later um, how do you put this like Puerto Rican version of this film called okay. uh, called Carlito's Way, where he's a guy who's like uh, you know he's a old older gangster type guy and he gets out of uh, prison and he's trying to like re- retire and he keeps getting like pulled, pulled back, back into. In. Um, to all this, uh, to this BS, and it's another De Palma film, and um, it's by David Kep. Screen screenplays by David Kep, which is uh, he's pretty, he's good sometimes. And it's just the, like there's there's better set pieces. It's also long, but not as long. Um, it's got Luis Guzman in it, <laughs> but it's just like every single scene is just the longest it could be. Yeah, De Palma just never said never said cut and he never wanted to because excellent clock continuity in that scene where he kills Robert Loggia. Yeah. I know, Frank right? away. Yeah. They're going to call it three o'clock. Yeah. They do. And then three minutes later, the scene's over and it's yeah. three Oh three on the clock. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Any other, anybody else you just go, you come up with some reason for somebody to smash the clock or something like that. I mean, it's like, I can't believe this. You know, smash the clock. <laughs> Or maybe right, like, right. or maybe Robert Loggia is like, hey, we can work this out, and he's like, and shoots the clock. And he's like, <laughs> you out of time, man? You know that sort of thing. Yeah, I can totally see that. <sighs> this is this is the worst conversation. There's no substance to this conversation. Ooh, I'm sorry. What I... do you what do you think that what, what do you think that the movie is trying to say? Well, first of all, I, I better make sure that you're aware. Hmm. This movie is a remake of Scarface <laughs> from 1932. Right? Oh. Okay. Oh, I did, new information. I, I even said Howard Hawks before. Yeah, directed by Howard Hawks mm-hmm. and written mostly by Ben Hecht. And it's, you know, Scarface was a was based loosely on um, a novel that was, it's about Al Capone, basically. Okay. It's like a fictionalized version of Al Capone's story. Al Capone was known as Scarface. He hated that name, but he, he was known as that. Okay. And so this is basically well, Brian De Palma's like... Yeah, or maybe it was Oliver Stone. I don't know, but they're like, hmm, well, how do we update Scarface? And Oliver Stone's like, literally ripped from the headlines, tears out a, you know the newspaper page, and he's like, oh, check this out. So mm-hmm. there's like this riot at this uh, concentration camp. Oh, I mean, Freedom Town, right? Where they're keeping all the Cuban uh, immigrants, right? People of color rioting, <laughs> not in this country. 
And so that's and so I they're know. like, let's take the structure of Scarface and kind of make that a thing. That's why they uh, everybody's got double-breasted suits on. It was the eighties. Nobody's wearing double-breasted suits. Yeah, uh, right. That you know, that's why he has a Rolls Royce. Uh huh. Um, apparently, Al Capone had a hot sister he wanted to bang. Uh, I don't know about that. It was uh, that was weird. <laughs> that was weird. Uh, so yeah, this is supposed to be their update, and they even get it for tax evasion. Yeah, right. And I'm like, right, right, right. We've seen the travel agency. We've seen the realty company. What are these fronts for? If you're not like cleaning this, yeah, that's right. what it's supposed to be. I know. There's exactly. no. I don't think there's a character in the movie that's like his accountant. You know, we never see that guy. No, no. And in fact, like the but cop, apparently that, he like, didn't have an account. <laughs> no, the the and you would think he would like the the cop who busted him when they were like counting the money and everything in that one scene. Like I thought maybe he was like his accountant or something like that. But um, well, he was the he was the the dark, uh, you know, black black market bank that he went to because the banker guy he uses was like, it's too much money. I mean, we're and this is something else I wanted to say. You yeah. early in the film when they go to the um deal the drug job gone wrong yeah and he just shoots you know the guy in the face in the, in the middle of the street in front of all the retirees and the yes and the chicks yes uh, in bikinis and you're like there are so many witnesses and i'm like yeah but this is it's not this is they're all complicit everybody's complicit i mean not the lady having a my type but like he, you know he goes to the bank and they're bringing sacks of money in everybody's fine with it he goes to buy a, a porsche and the guy's like, oh, machine gun turrets are extra. And he's like, this guy, he's a comedian or whatever. Uh-huh, this I guy, know. he knows that he's a he's a gangster. Yeah, But right. everybody is encourages this. Somewhere in here, and I think that people say this about the film, but I don't see it in the film. But it's a, it's like a criticism of, of capitalism, which I see under every bush and rock, uh, <laughs> and the American dream, which is you can be come anything. to America, you get the power, the coca, yeah. the women or whatever. Right. And he, and Al Pacino d- try, does it all right. He does everything. You know, he works hard. He never breaks his balls and never lies, even when he's telling the truth or whatever it is. <laughs> but he doesn't pay his taxes. And so time to go. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Suddenly That's he's, true. He's in trouble, you know. Yeah. It's just like a story yeah. of somebody who uh, gets crushed by his version of the American dream. Now, I haven't seen. I should have picked Howard Hawks's Scarface. I haven't there seen that. There you go. I don't know if it's the same thing, but. Well, do you think, like, with Frank, like, telling him that, like, you know, the people who last in this business. The people who last in this business. Like, are, yeah, are, are, like, the ones who, um. Are the ones know, who. <laughs> so I'm doing my rabbit logia. Uh, who, the line. Who, who, like, you know, go go really slow, take it easy, go but really fly, slow. The, fly to the straight and Take it easy! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Like, do you think, like, him, like, blowing up as fast as he did and becoming as big of a deal as he did and not listening pushed. to him, like, he, do you think he, like, like that was just, like, him not him not listening to Frank was, like... I, but, but he got pushed into that, though. Do you know what I mean? He meets Sosa. I know. Uh, who's an American guy playing a British guy. This movie's almost messed up. Oh, yeah. And immediately they're like, oh, we're going to throw, we're going to hang Sally Harry from a helicopter and then go, but you want to do the deal, right? And what's he supposed to do? Yeah, I know, right? right? All he can do, I mean, he can try Get to save killed. face, but at the same time, he's also like, am I next? Is there another right. chopper gassed up for me? Yeah. So he's like, you know, hey, I don't break my word or whatever. And we never see the scene, and maybe it's, this movie is just like 100% pure machismo and like oh, toxic yeah. masculinity. Yeah, But we definitely. never see, but yeah, but like, people can't live like that. Like, we never see a scene where he's like, okay, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And then he goes to the bathroom, and he's like, <laughs> 
We never see him freaking out. Well, that's not exactly true. We see him doing a lot of coke. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. But um, But the whole time he's just like, hey, I'm just Tony Montana. I do everything the same all the time. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, that's a character you can get your hooks in. Like, Michelle Pfeiffer. Like, why are you in this film? I know. I know. I mean, she's... She looks great, but... Well, that's what we want to say about a female actress. No. I got a question for the female actresses in this movie. Are you just issued a breastbone, like when you get cast in this film? Yeah, pretty much. A lot much. of breastbones in this film. Yeah. <laughs> just everybody's... Well, and like... <laughs> Not a lot of boobs, a lot of breastbones. Well, uh, they didn't really... Michelle Pfeiffer doesn't really have a, a great character, and neither does, like, Tony's sister. And, like, they're basically just seen as sex objects or or for in the case of his sister somebody who who shouldn't have sex at all because how dare she and uh tony like we we know that he's a, he he's taken by her and that he wants to be with her like right away but like he doesn't really do a whole lot to woo her you know what i mean like, he does kind of little things, and he kind of jokes around with her, like, a little bit. But he comes on, like, way too strong Yeah, this first. is Tony's movie. Like, we can't take time to, like, spend... We can't follow Manolo and uh, and Gina off and, like, have their courtship. We get that little scene on the way back from him yelling at her where, you know... I know, right? But and, we don't and, see and the, that at the, all. One of the few subtle bits of writing in the movie, we get that, like, she's mad that she wants to act out. And and he's and then she gets the idea like, huh, what about you? Yeah. And I'm not saying that they don't love each other but in the movie, but it clearly starts as like, well, I'm going to date his best friend to piss him off. Right, right, right. Well, that's true. But like, he he basically, while she's still with Frank, like she he's like, he's like basically talking about marriage when they haven't even like spent that much time together. Hmm. They, they don't know if they even like each other. He just wants uh, he wants a wife and kids, and he wants forty acres, and he wants you know a yeah, picket I fence. Just, I just don't think he thinks it through. I, I I reference my I, I point you to my early comments. Yeah. About it just being you know the crime version of the American dream. It's like uh, Cuban citizen Kane, citizen Cuban. Well, I mean, I guess it makes sense that it it's. Because I was like, why is it called Scarface? They they mentioned the scar like once. So you telling me that it's based on another movie that Ed yeah. Capone was called Scarface? That makes more sense. Like, why not just call it something else? The world is yours. Yeah, right. Let's hit that again. Exactly. What I want to know is, is this part of the Law and Order universe? Because Detective Munch is I in this. I was thinking about that, but then I was thinking <laughs> Richard he's not... Belter doing one hundred percent Cuban jokes. Are you ready? Here we go. <laughs> Come on, these are all Cuban jokes. But, like, I was thinking about it, like, he's not playing his cop character, so <laughs> yeah, it's probably not. But I that totally crossed my mind, too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, Tony likes, uh, he likes tigers, uh, balls, and cockroaches. Yeah. <laughs> there's tigers and there's cockroaches. And to be a tiger, you gotta have balls. <laughs> that's what I, that's yeah. what I got out of this. Yeah. I mean, it's, look, it's, it's ve- like a lot of the Palma films, it's very stylistic. There are zero well i can't i can't defend this but there are uh, uh there are very few dutch angle shots if any mm-hmm. god damn the person that taught brian de palma how to do a dutch angle <laughs> it's you know it's it's good looking it's it's well made it's a real uh, capsule of the time i don't know if it was um i mean obviously 1980 it, that had to happen and then you write the script it came out in 83 yeah. so this is it all real current fast. you know this yeah. is set in, in the modern day of the time but 
looks great. I just like like I said, it's just very uncomplicated, and I just wish that they would dig no. in dig in more to what what like what are you trying to say? I, that's, I think that's, that's a really good point. Like, what are you are you trying to say? Like, are you are you saying something negative about immigrants? Are are you saying something bad about? Um, you know Tony and Manny specifically. We see no other Cuban. All the other Cubans, yeah, either work for him or are his mom, and she's the one yeah. person who's like, "I work for a living. Take your dirty money." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Great. That actress is Puerto Rican. Uh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> you can't win. No, you can't. Did you hear that Jenny Lewis uh, quit Big Mouth? No. Her character is um, biracial. Uh, I believe I haven't watched Big Mouth in a long time. Uh, like you know, half black or whatever, and she's like, uh, "Black characters should be played by black actors." And so I, I leave, I leave this show. Oh wow, huh? Well, what do you think about that? I don't disagree. Okay, but I mean, like, we can't. We don't have time. We got to get into no. the other movie. Actually, you know, I don't have much to say about the other movie, so let's uh, let's do it. Okay. Um, there is just a long, long tradition of people who are not like the other day you were trying to grill me on like well should a person who's french be a play a person who's german I'm like i don't know well i think it's yeah. a, it's everywhere you everywhere you throw one of those little pebbles from the playground you're gonna hit a white actor so it's not that's not what we're worried about we're worried about people you know who are not cuban just putting out getting a real nice tan and then going hey man or whatever and it's like what well, we could do a lot better than that. It's about representation. It's about yeah. actually seeing the people that we see in the real world reflected in our entertainment and not just picking from the same tw- uh, 12 people who went to Stafford Shakespeare Festival or whatever. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think, I, you know, one thing that I... I but I, as far to complete my thought, yeah. not to cut you off, but as far as voice acting goes, there's a long tradition of, like, voice actors just, you know knowing different accents and and i'm not saying that we shouldn't change the industry Mm -hmm. and i definitely think somebody like we get in in really weird bad territory when um you know it's something like a poo where it's like let me do this i'm not gonna do it whoa Whoa. let's not do it (laughs) but let me do this stereotyped character who runs the quickie mart or whatever Uh (laughs) i mean like yeah we can let that go but if jenny lewis who is um is it jenny lewis just late Okay, because I, I was confused because I was like Jenny Lewis, like the singer. I was like, maybe she went back to acting. No, this um, is going to be important because okay. now I'm going to say, you know, Jenny Lewis, who, Slate. Jenny Slate. Who is, you know, multiracial herself, but yes. I guess not the right multiracial. So I I don't know. I I respect her decision yeah. to do it. I guess I didn't really have a problem with it before because it's a sympathetic portrayal of the character. But I don't know. I think the public has to decide. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just I I wonder you know like like there there's a long tradition of mm, it sure is. <laughs> you let me talk about of, my movie sure. Uh, of of Asian actors um you know playing other Asian characters that aren't like the same nationality that they are. And is that like are we are we okay with that? Is that an issue? I think is it, that well, a problem? Yeah, I think Asian actors are happy to have a job. I know. So they're like, yeah, I'm Chinese. I'll play Korean. Sure. I know. Um, okay. I mean. But I mean, like, that's the problem, right? Like, we need we to have, need to more, have more Asian, Asian actors, actors more represented. Asian stories. Yeah, exactly. And is there ever going to be another Crazy Rich Asians? Which, <laughs> a great title, but okay. Um, 
What was I going to say? It was probably offensive. I don't know what you were going to say, Mr. Probably offensive man. best that it's gone. <laughs> the movie that I picked is a 1980... <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Whoa, got that? Bad, bad time for that to happen. Mm. It's a 1985 Hong Kong film. Yes. Action film called Yes, Madam. Mm-hmm. Uh, or literally Royal Elder Sister uh, from, from the Chinese, or excuse me, the uh, the Mandarin. Wow. Royal Elder Sister, huh? Yes. Huh. Starring uh, Michelle Yeoh. Yes. And Cynthia Rothrock. Yes. And, well, we'll talk about the other people that are in it. Okay. Um, should I give a synopsis? Yeah. Okay, so uh, Hong Kong is a city of crime, at least if these movies are to be believed. And um, uh, Michelle Yeoh plays a... I don't remember what her actual character's name is. They all have dumb It's like Inspector so-and-so, but they call her Madam. Yeah. Uh, And um, she... She's working another case. There was like a peeping Tom or whatever. And like, um, okay, I'm trying to get to it. Uh, and there, there's this much bigger, um, crime. Like there, there's these guys that try to take over this armored truck and she, um, basically her and like, (laughs) you're, you're not helping. (laughs) Basically, she uh, she's a she's a kick ass cop, and um, she she knows martial arts, and uh, she's also really good with a gun. Not that we need to be like going for cops to be. We're not even to the main characters yet. Just come on. Um. Okay, there are these two other guys who um who are are thieves they're just like petty thieves and they're they're um taking things out of hotel rooms and um they take something out of this one guy's hotel room but he has already been killed uh by this other guy and they end up taking the thing that the guy who assassinated him uh wanted and so they get mixed up in this huge uh thing that they didn't want to get mixed up in and now um they're afraid that the cops are going to find them and then they're also afraid that the um the um other criminals are who are murdering people are going to find them and they're going to kill them and uh michelle yo is trying to get to the bottom of it because the guy who was killed was her um one of her former supervisors i think when she was at studying at scotland yard i think yes um so she's kind of taking it kind of personally. And uh, then uh, Cynthia, what's her last name? Rothrock. Rothrock gets brought in uh, because they feel like Michelle Yeoh's not handling it that well. And she's well, um, uh, she's from um, she's from Scotland or England. And uh, she's going to help out with the case. Yes. Yes. And it's kind of like a buddy cop movie. But instead of with two guys, it's with... Uh, two ladies who kick butt uh, with their martial arts and all that. So, this is all true. Yeah, and one of the producers is Dixon Poon. <laughs> yeah, who? Um, <laughs> Which I I don't mean. I mean that's that's a made up name. I don't mean to laugh at like for a name, but nobody's nobody's Dixon Poon. <laughs> It sounds like a you know a porn parody of uh, D- Dick Tracy or something like that. I know. That. Uh, uh, Michelle... Blade Rubber. It's like oh, <laughs> we we need your magic, Dixon, <laughs> Dixon Poon. 
Uh, Michelle Yeoh and him were actually married for a while. Dixon Poon? Yes. Well, okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> I need to dig, dig deeper like, into this. Like, they got married a couple years after this. So she's, and she's like, credited as Michelle King. I, I read Is about this, too. Name? No. Oh, wow, you did a lot of the, research. Oh, well, what did have to do with the research the, instead of talking about, like, the flasher? Well, well I just read, like, the, the Wikipedia thing. So the production company was just kind of starting. They were kind of a newer uh, production company in Hong Kong, and they spotted Michelle Yo. She won a couple of beauty contests, and they thought that she had a lot of <laughs> talent. Um, and um, I think they're called, like, D&B Productions or something like that. And... Um, they suggested um, that she use that last name because they thought it would be more marketable overseas. Yo is actually her real last name, and she decided to go back to using that um, because that was what her preference. And huh. um, yeah, so like a couple of years after this came out, she, her and uh, Dixon Poon got married. Uh, they were married for a while, and then I think in like less than 10 years i think it was like 92 or 93 and she like at the same time she got married she decided she decided to retire from acting and then they got divorced in 92 and she was like i'm back and super cop <laughs> yeah that's what she came back and she did super cop well it was police story three but yeah. well yeah yeah let's that just was talk about hong comeback. kong cinema <laughs> let's talk about hong kong cinema uh, it's directed by Corey Yen, who is um, – he's mostly known as a fight choreographer, and he's like an award-winning fight choreographer when the um, the whole um, – you know, with the onset of like uh, the, the exodus from Hong Kong to yeah. America, which gave us bad American John Woo movies except for Hard Target. And also like all those movies where like a rapper teams up with, with an action star. Yeah. So it's like – Ludacris and Sammo Hung or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, like, he choreographed all those. <laughs> <laughs> but he was known as, uh, he's one of the Seven Little Fortunes. Okay. And I was, I was trying to tell you about this the other day. Okay. Because um, he comes from Peking Opera, just like Jackie Chan. Oh, okay. And him, all Jackie right. Chan, Sammo Hung, and a couple other guys were, like, had a, like, a side troupe. And they're all sort of made it big in, uh, in Hong Kong cinema. Huh. That's yeah. really neat. And... This is funny. The guy that plays Panadol, the forger, who's like the third yes. um, leg of the yes of, of the, the uh, petty thieves analgesic stool. Yeah, right. Uh, it was played by Soy Hark, who was also a choreographer and a director as well. Oh, he directed um, I think the Replacement Killers. Okay, he directed a couple movies over here, but not a ton. Okay, all right. So it's all you know. It's it's a lot of people in that city. But still, sort of like a small world, like a lot of you know, sure, people concentrated, on people and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this movie begins with a lady closing a book on a guy's dick, so I don't, I don't really know where to go <laughs> from there. But this, I, I thought, I found it funny that this is 1985, and the whole um, when, when did Red Heat come out? It's been a little while since we uh, watched that. I don't remember off the top of my head. 88. This okay. is a real red heat situation, right? Yeah. Except similar. we don't really invest in the Cynthia Rothrock character at all. No. But, you know, so, you know, Schwarzenegger is going to come. Uh, <laughs> if you know, <laughs> Kami's coming and coming. He's uh, always coming all the time. Uh, it's from uh, Pope and I, right? Um <laughs> But he's uh, he comes to America and he's going to team up with Jim Jim Belushi. 
Yep. Uh, who sucks. And so yep. uh, they're going to, you know, track down the Russians or whatever. It's kind of like that. It is. Um, only there are no, like, the bad guys aren't American or True. British, which might have been interesting. It's just like a British guy died. So now they're both on the case. Right, 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 right. Um, and, like, the plot is very incidental. And when you think, like, there's a, you know, there's a whole streak of, like, these girls with guns movies, like, in Hong Kong at the time. But, mm. and this went on to, like, there's, like, eight sequels to this. Wow. It's, like, the, it's called the, the In the Line of Fire series. Okay. Um, and you'd think that, like, oh, okay, so, like, Michelle Yeoh as Inspector Eng uh, is, like, she's the main character. Yeah. And we're just gonna, we're gonna follow her. It's like, you know, not really. It's kind of about, like, the three thieves, too. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Arguably, they're, like, the main characters. Arguably. I mean, it's kind of... Yeah, I guess. All right. Yeah, I mean, they kind of are. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like the the, the bad guy, who is a, also a famous Hong Kong actor, whose name I can't remember. <laughs> the laughing guy. Yeah. With I the... love to laugh. Whoa, no, no, no. Don't... <laughs> He's slipping this lampshade on. It's like, just make that I your know, thing. You don't right? have to explain it to us. Yeah, I know. Right? But then he explains it at the end, and then, you know, aspirin or whatever is like, screw you, and then yeah. just blows him away. Movie's over. I know. That story is done. I know. And so I guess that was like the thing the whole time. It was about like it was a story of like tragedy and crime and like and revenge. I guess. <laughs> and, and then also like... Michelle Yeoh does a. A backflip through a pane of glass. Yeah, and then right. Grabs two guys and throws them off a balcony. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. Let's just talk about that for the rest of the thing. The um, whole the, the martial whole... arts in this movie, the stunt work and everything was what fantastic. There, what there is, yeah. You wait the whole, the movie's like ninety minutes long, not bad. Yeah. But you wait the whole movie to get to the last ten minutes, and then it's like, whoa, baby, <laughs> it just goes off the rails. Okay, and Cynthia I mean... Rothrock is. She is so GD fast. Like, she is so good at I know. This. And she's good enough that you don't see this a lot. Like, Benny the Jet did this. You know, she's not native. Like, she, they brought her over. And yes. she could keep up with all these uh, Hong Kong guys. Yes. So, yeah, but she just never really, she had a couple, like, American, like, B-movies. And she never really um, went anywhere, um, anywhere big, unfortunately. I think that she, I heard that she did the motion cap- capture moves for... Mortal Kombat, <laughs> but oh. I might be wrong. And I know that the character of Sonya, that sh- that would have been the character, was definitely based off of I think her as I think I read that uh, as a fighter. But um, yeah, but she just never was really um, in all that much. She has eight black belts in yeah. different martial art styles, which is insane. Yeah. So she is, I mean, freaking legit. And I I do even though it's maybe it's not as as on the same scale as the, as the big fight scene at the end. I did really enjoy um, uh, the fighting that she did at the airport. And when we haven't even met the character yet, well, that's and, that's this movie's thing. I know. It'll just cut to like here are four new characters who are already embroiled in something, and that's what really works in this movie. You really know the characters. You really feel for them. <laughs> I know, but, like, you think that she's just, like, an ordinary lady, like, at the airport, and then she just, like, starts whipping this guy's butt and, like, you know, like, is doing martial arts, you know, with him in in a skirt that that all of a sudden has a split in it yeah. and, like, and then, like, running up walls and I, I don't know. I was, like, 
I mean, it did, I think, the desired effect. Like, I wasn't expecting it, and it was really cool. Um, and, and I was super excited for it. I wish there was more of that in this film. Yeah. Um, you know, Carrie, uh, Carrie, Corey Yang is, um, or Yen is, uh, you know, he's a choreographer for a long, for a long time. I think this is his second film. Mm-hmm. And whereas De Palma was doing a lot of great stuff, but, you know, with self-assuredness and, you, you know, you're going to, it, it'll enhance the movie what he's trying to do. Mm-hmm. Corian keeps doing all these like flashy things. Like he, I think he's trying to prove that he's a director or can direct. So almost every scene has a mirror in it somewhere. <laughs> I got not that. He was that. taking like uh, pride in the fact that like you know he can shoot these scenes, but like you don't see you like, don't a, see a, a camera. Or yeah, anything. I see. Uh, there's a, there's that scene where um, the bad guy is like leaving the hotel, and so he, we see through the uh, revolving door, like him coming to the revolving door. Yes. And then he leaves, but the camera goes through the revolving door opposite him, and then comes in and focuses on what uh, Michelle. Uh, yo is doing. I don't even remember. Yeah, yo. <laughs> I was like, is that her other name? Um, so yeah, I mean, like he's like, hey, check it out. It's like, all right, we, we get it. You know what you're doing. Good for you. Just calm down. Um, the I also really like the scene um, where um, the, the the name of the forger guy, the the Panadol. Panadol, which is um, another Tylenol and. In Asia. Yeah. Like, they're all the, the three petty thieves, forger. They're all, like, named after drugs. Like, yes. aspirin, and then I can't remember the other guy's name. Strepsil. Strepsil. Like uh, Panadol, um, the guy he gave the uh, British guy's ID to, come, like, escapes from the cops and comes back to attack him. And, and and they have this whole great like fight scene through his apartment. Yes, that was really neat. Yes. Like with like the the his it's, like caged wall thing yeah. that like kind of like it's caged very him in frenetic. And, you yes. know, so directing yeah. and it's and the whole thing. It's a cartoon. It like, is. They might as well have had like City Hunter, like the Jack Chan movie, is a cartoon. But they might as well have had a guy get on the head and like hit on the head and then stars are, are going around him. But there was at a one point like, in it. he tries to squeeze through a wall and, and then the guy grabs him and pulls it back, but it's not him. It's a dummy with dynamite in his mouth. Yes! And he's like, oh, yeah. that yeah. was great. And then like, he's like on his bunk bed and he like beckons him up there and like, he jumps up there and then he moves the bed and he, <laughs> yeah, that was great. And then that guy died. So that was, uh, yeah. Um, you know, the crop, cops are brutal in Hong Kong. We had a last movie's about immigration. Yeah. Uh, this is about police brutality. Because in Hong Kong. There's so. literally a thing where Michelle Yeoh wants to, like, give guys tea, give the perps, you know, some tea and a cigarette and be like, why don't you tell us the, you know, the information? Yeah. And Cynthia Rothrock's like, let me take him to a dark room and beat the piss out of him. I know. <laughs> and they're like, hmm, did she get anything? Oh, well. I know. Um, not great. Uh, this uh, I, I watched a lot of uh, Hong Kong movies on like VHS in college, and you get sure. them from the you know the weird video store in town, <laughs> and they're almost always translated like into English, like at the source, like some guy with a shaky grasp of English in Hong Kong is just slapping the, the subtitles on, and you you don't get that anymore because foreign films and the foreign film market has become huge, right? Mm. You're going to have yeah. to, there's, there's 47 languages right. uh, when you get a Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this was a, the copy we watched was a trip back to those times. It was. When they go to the, okay, so 
they go to a, a pool place. And I'll finish my observation and then we'll talk about pool. Okay. But they're going there and they're, I guess they're going to try to – and it seemed that makes no sense. And I think the, the pool shark guy was somebody that I should have known, but I, I didn't oh, know who it was. Okay. But they go there and they're talking about like, we're here for fat chicks. I'm like, what are you talking – I know. I had Freddie no Mercury, idea. what's going on here? Yeah, right. I think they meant like a, a pigeon, like a, a you know, like, a, like a, a goose that's ready to be plucked, you know, like a turkey. Oh, 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 like like they wanted um, easy pickings. Yeah, they thought like, like, oh, we can swindle this guy, no problem. Uh, this guy's, uh, you know, he's a, he's a pigeon waiting to be plucked. Uh-huh, okay. They just kept saying like, uh, are they, is he a fat chick? Let's get some fat chicks. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> All right, so, yes, billiards can describe any table game that uses balls. However, okay. pool is pocket pool, right? That's you've got the pockets and yeah. billiards doesn't necessarily have pockets. You can play billiards. There's no pockets. What they were playing, How do though, you play billiards then. Um, it's just about hitting balls and stuff, I guess. OK. Um, but what they were playing was snooker. Snooker is what? a nine ball game uh, with nine red balls. That is a totally different thing. And it all comes from the influence of the British in Hong Kong. Huh. That's why they play snooker. Okay, for snooker. Who's the fat chick now? And it's all red balls. Do so you, oh. you 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 try to get it in the pockets for that one? There are so. pockets, but there's also other balls too. I I don't actually know how to play snooker. But. Oh, okay, all right. But I know what wow. it is. Wow. Okay. All right. I guess uh, I learned something new today because I thought, and we this came up when we were watching it. I thought that pool and billiards were synonyms. And... No. Well, I mean they can be, but you can also. There but are there are different variations. Table games, yeah. Yeah, okay. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, but I mean, if you just walk into like a, you know, a billiards hall in the Midwest, it's it's all going to be, it's pockets. Pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, rack them up. Uh, so there's also a scene where um, a uh, a police officer who's like a beat cop and a guy who is like a city meter maid yes. fight over who can give a ticket to a car. And yeah. you're like, once again... The characters. That's what really draws you into I this know. film. I know. I was like, who what are is going either on? of these guys? Yeah. I know. Why not have the cop be somebody we'd seen in the station already? You know what I mean? Well, maybe he was. I I, I couldn't necessarily tell. I mean, he's he's um, distinguished by his teeth for sure. He did not have really great teeth. And then they have one that, that one guy who's like, <laughs> there's a bit in Brain Candy, the Kids in the Hall movie, which we are going to do on this show one day. Mm-hmm. Keep waiting for you to pick it, but I'm just going to. Peel your eyes open. I have you watch seen it. it at some point. But, I just don't remember uh, it that well. Where uh, the the four uh, scientists who are four members of Kids in the Hall, obviously, <laughs> yeah. which don't look at their blackface. Don't let's not look into that. Um, but they're working on this drug, you know, this antidepressant, and they're like talking about the data, and they're like, "This sounds really good. We might have something here." And then Dave Foley is like off in the hallway, and he's like, "Jesus Christ, I think we've got it." <laughs> they're like. Who are you? <laughs> Just a guy. Just kind of walked off. <laughs> and uh, that's what these scenes felt like. Well, the, in the in the police station, there was that guy that kept going like aspirin and Panadol, or some of the cops would be talking, and he'd be like. That sounds great. I think you've got it. And then it turns out he's just like a perp because then the yeah. cops like holds his hand up and they're handcuffed together. And he's like, hey, leave them alone. Come over here. And they did that a couple times. And it was like a funny bit. 
I thought it was going to like lead somewhere or we get a big payoff to it. Apparently in uh, Hong Kong cinema, two. Two is the number of comedy. <laughs> Not three. Yeah, I guess I thought in my head I equated him and thought that maybe he was like the peeping Tom, the, the flasher guy. From the beginning, but um, I don't think that's necessarily no, 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 true. No, no, no. no. okay, all right. That guy so. wasn't bald, <laughs> and he also had bad teeth. Remember the British? It's the British influence. <laughs> um, I thought that um, yeah, there just wasn't enough Michelle Yeoh. <laughs> like she should she was in it a I little know. bit, but not enough. I liked when um, you know, the whole point is like aspirin and um, pan or not Panadol, Strepsil are now they know that not only do they have like a loan shark coming after them, but the they've already met this murderous guy in like the narrow jacket that like is yeah. trying to kill them. So they're, yeah. they're trying to get arrested. And so that's why they beat yes. up that, the meter maid or whatever. And yeah. He's like, I got these guys. They assaulted a police officer. And Michelle, you was like, that's not a big deal. Just let them go. Yeah. And they're like, we can't get arrested. <laughs> and then she pulls up. She's like, where are you guys going? Need a ride? Like she's using them as bait, like to find yes. uh, the bad guys that are coming after them, which yeah. is like, oh, it's a little unorthodox, but yeah, uh, you it know, it is. It, it is. To, it, right at the end of the second act, you know, both she and Cynthia Rothrock quit uh, the the police force. Yeah. <laughs> Cynthia Rothrock's like, I don't even work here. Badge and gun. <laughs> and then uh, and then they're going to go off and, like, solve it with their fists and feet. Yeah, um, yeah. Which is another thing that's like, okay. But the reason that I brought – anyway, they're great. Um, they were. The, the final fight scene is, is insane. Yes. Um, but, I mean, when you watch a Jackie Chan movie, like, that's – 75% of the movie. You don't have to wait for it. Yeah, why did we have to wait for it? Yeah. Uh, Michelle Yeoh has done some crazy things in her life, like just in Hong Kong movies. And mm-hmm. you should Google, you know, Michelle Yeoh stunts sometime. But the reason I brought up Red Heat was, it was a Red Heat type movie. Mm-hmm. But I say, we we do it again. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the jokes in the movie are about how like, wow, oh, she's a bitch. Like, she'll never find a husband. And it's, these women are are, are existing in this world of chauvinism, but they're not really commenting on it or fighting against it. No, right? You're right. Yeah. So we update it to today. I don't know where Cynthia Rothrock is. Maybe we could do it with her. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But you have an American female police officer, mm-hmm. and there's a Chinese national that was like killed, you know, in America. It's just red heat, basically. Mm-hmm. Only it's China red heat, right? Right. And we and they send Michelle Yeoh over. Mm-hmm. She could even play Inspector Ng. Sure. Sure. And, and and it's thirty years later, right? Right. And so these two, and they're they're older women, you know, but they can still kick ass, right? Yeah. They're gonna go out, do it, kick the asses, blow up all the cars, chiefs yelling at them, do the whole thing. Title: Nasty Women. <laughs> I I think it would definitely grab people's attention for sure, and um, I think some people would be pissed about it, and then they would like actually see the trailer and be like. Yes. We don't have a trailer yet. Yes, but. please. Oh, I know. I know. We're going to get Cynthia Rothrock back in that April O'Neil uniform, though. Uh, that's for sure. <laughs> There's one scene where she's I just in a know. huge, puffy yellow jumpsuit. I was thinking April O'Neil, too. <laughs> I was like, what that, the hell? That breathe? Yeah. 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 Um, Looks comfortable. I I did, especially like um, Michelle Yeoh's outfits in this. I thought they were, you know, even though they're they're, they're like super oh, 80s, yeah. but and, they were and they so both had cool. crazy like 80s hair, like yes. the short, slick back, like uh, girl mullet. Yes. Uh, yeah, and she had the off shoulder like blouse, which is just like if you're kung fuing, that's an accident waiting to happen. Yeah, but, yeah, I but, know. Yeah, they, I mean, yeah, they look great. Yeah, 
Yeah, and like the head assassin guy looked pretty good too. Like in his like <laughs> that, what, crazy. Did he get outfits. a weird like sense of of honor at the end? What do you mean? Like why? The whole movie, he's you know he's uh, it's terrible. He's gonna run him over with a motorbike, and he's yeah. trying to kill everybody. And at the very end, and then he like kicks you know Cynthia Rothrock in the face a bunch of times. But at the very end, like he, oh, shoot, I can't remember what it was now. But there's something that he was gonna do that was like too much it was too far for him oh um cynthia he's fighting um cynthia and she gets hurt and she falls down and she's reacting and he's like oh my gosh are you okay or like he's like concerned that was a comedy bit but there was something like right before he gets shot where it was like i'm not gonna do that like i can't remember what it was Uh, maybe i'm just making it up Uh, maybe i'm thinking of uh, the guy from um uh, Hard boiled, the one eyed assassin, and that were. Now I can't remember what happened there either, but it was like, kill all those babies. And he's like, I'm not killing babies. <laughs> and then he just turns his gun on, like the boss. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't recall anything like that. Just I mean, like Tony Montana wouldn't kill babies. Yes, yeah. He drew the line somewhere. So See, but are we supposed to think that he's a good guy? He's not a good guy. We know that he loves kids. Here's how we know he says he's it told twice. Us. And then there's one time when Manolo's going to go sexually assault a woman. And he's like, hey, kids, go, go watch this. Go watch this crime happen. Yeah. And he's like, ah, that's a good joke, eh, boss? Yeah. No, I'm just, this is <laughs> Mark's Brothers. But uh, but so so the kids, that's where he wanted kids. Yes. And he thinks about a man and his family. And that's, that's too much. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I get it. But, yeah, I don't know why that Say was... hello to my little son and daughter. <laughs> It'd be a much Uzi different movie. And uh, what was it? What, did, what were uh, uh, Ben Stiller's kids' names in uh, in uh, Tenenbaums? It was Uzi oh, and... Oh, God, I don't remember. Wasn't it? <laughs> Probably. Uh, I don't Nasty know. Nasty women. Check it out. <laughs> this spring. Uh, okay, well, that's it. Um, we did okay. I think so. Yeah. We did all right. Sometimes it's a little little bit of orthodontistry, but we did all right. <laughs> uh, on this one, um, we got some great shows or movies that we're going to watch coming up to make good shows from. That's right. Soon, assuming that we keep doing this. Uh, I say that every show, but uh, well, <laughs> we'll see. we've had a spike in COVID cases recently. Yeah, so... everybody's going back into quarantine, so yeah. see you soon. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's that. Uh, stay tuned, and because of those spikes, uh, be careful, take care of yourself, and stay healthy, stay safe. <laughs>